Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. It gives me a great pleasure to welcome our regular guest of Viewpoints, Frank Marinko, Managing Partner, Empathinko Coaching Services. And as always, our general theme is perspectives. Welcome again to Viewpoints, Frank. Hello, Henry. Great to be here. It's um, an absolutely cracking day and um, it's great to have you on the other end of the phone. Absolutely cracking day down here in Melbourne too. You're up there in Queensland, aren't you? Yes, I am. I made the sojourn up this way and uh, luck would have it that as soon as I got up here and did my 14-day quarantine, they opened the borders. Yes, you were very fortunate in that. Now, today's theme, what are we uh, focusing on today, Frank? Well, we're talking about encouragement, Henry. Encouragement. Yes, and demystifying encouragement because... Um, A lot of people think encouragement is a lot of things, but um, after we'd really, really had a look at this and had a look at all of the research out there, we're actually developing workshops uh, to engage with people in the workplace, in schools, um, you know, people at home with families uh, to actually really get flat on encouragement, what it is and how to make it work. Uh, Otherwise, uh, you may think you're encouraging, but all you're actually doing is uh, creating a greater conflict for someone. How do you do that? Well, you know, sometimes uh, people think that by praising a person, it's going to encourage them. Uh, But praise when it falls on someone who's dealing with inadequacies generates the conversation internally of they have absolutely no idea of what they're talking about because if they knew how dumb I really was they wouldn't be saying oh you're really smart and you've done really well Um, so you know the whole idea of encouragement is and the workshops that we're developing is so that encouragement can be used effectively So if we defined encouragement, it would be the expression of affirmation through language or other symbolic representations to instill in a person courage, perseverance, confidence, inspiration or hope. And so, you know, that's the fundamentals. So if we create that context when we're going to encourage someone, we need to understand that encouragement can either be challenge-focused or it can be potential-focused. But it involves a whole lot of strengths that um, when you're dealing with someone, they potentially address the perceived limitation of that person. Uh, And then, you know, we've got to have people take apart what they were going to say because more often than not it's going to be detrimental rather than it is going to be positive. And why is that? Well, because people think that um, uh, by saying something, you know, uh, keeping keep on, you know, doing what you're doing is going to be a great thing. But unless they're able to create a context for that, a lot of the times it won't be a great thing. So, you know, what we're looking at is if we instill courage in people, it reduces fear and, you know, perseverance combats a desire to give up and confidence addresses 
a low self-efficacy. Uh, and inspiration resolves a lack of motivation or creativity, and hope decreases pessimism about the future. So we really need to understand what the person is dealing with. You know, is it a challenge that they're dealing with, or is it the fact that they have no idea of how to address their potential? And then we need to create some contract as constructs um, to be able to encourage them and you know, ask the right questions. Can you give me and one of the questions that I used this week that really made a difference with my clients, um, I asked them what percentage of their goals had they achieved this year? And it, they were able to create a context of what they had achieved versus where everyone normally goes is how inadequate they were in not achieving all of the goals. So that really, really made a difference. Um, and it inspired them when they, we had those conversations because they went, oh gosh, you know, I didn't realize that I've actually increased 50% effectiveness over last year. Um, and they were actually inspired, but if we'd looked at uh, their overall goals, it might've been, well, I, I haven't achieved my goals this year. So. It's really important with everyone in the workplace or at school um, being able to identify uh, what encouragement is and how to uh, encourage people. Mm, it's an interesting one because I, in a practical sense, uh, people often say that when they write a CV or a resume for a, a job um, and they list all the things they've written, they can often say, gee whiz, I, I didn't realise I've achieved more than I thought I had achieved. Um, does that resonate with what you're saying? It does, it does. You know, and, and the other interesting thing is, Henry, what we discovered through personality profiling and signature strength profiling, some people are far more inclined and much better suited to being encouragers and, than others. You know, so... Um, Encouragement is, is a positive attribute. Um, however, um, there are some people who in their signature strengths show up as having, being high in gratitude or kindness or love. And they're far more indicative of being good encouragers than those people who show up as being um, very uh, brave or bold or judgmental. So, you know, in an office, we would do a, a critical uh, analysis of the personalities and signature strengths, identify the people who are highest in kindness and love and generosity and gratitude, which are those heart-developed um, heart signature strengths, and they would be far better encouragers to train up than those who are far more uh, mind-oriented with the, the signature strengths of judgment or bravery or, or uh, perseverance to some, some effect. So it's really interesting um, having a, a profile of your group and understanding how to actually use an encouragement model. So, you know, the like the encouragement model we use is a three-sided or a tri tripartite. So 
we look at what's the focus of encouragement. Is it a challenge focus or is it a potential focus? Then we have a look at um, what's the most effective encouragement. Um, do we frame a, an encouragement message um, or uh, if we're going to do that, we have to have a look at is the person who's framing that message, are they trusted? Um, I think uh, you've seen as well in lots of situations where you have a really trusted individual, even be it a sportsman, and they get on the TV and they encourage people to buy everything from supplements that are unproven to energy drinks. And because people trust them and because they, they are celebrity, um, they tend to believe the credibility of that message and then go and uh, do what they're asked, their, their influence. So we look at the, the trustworthiness of individuals as far as the best people as well to give out and frame encouragement messages. And, you know, the last thing is uh, that interpersonal communication. Um, how are we going to instill confidence in a person who's feeling discouraged. Uh, so um, it's no easy thing. And, you know, you, you start realising that a lot of people, um, albeit well-intentioned, uh, end up quite misguided in the way that they deliver encouragement. It's mm, a very fascinating point, Frank. Will you take a short break? Can you hold the line? Sure. Welcome back to Viewpoint Systems. I'm your host, Henry Grossack. I'm in a discussion on the theme of encouragement with Frank Marinko, Managing Partner, Empathinko Coaching Services. Welcome back, Frank. Thanks, Henry. Great to be in this conversation. Absolutely. Oh, that's good encouragement. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting before the break, you talked about how um, corporate companies or whatever uh, when they've got a product to sell, they'll use as the hook often a famous person to to sell it and it's based on our assumption of we trust that person uh, because of their celebrity or their fame or their ability in other areas. It's, it's interesting that we do so, Frank, because um, on a personal level, often people require more than a bit of shimmer and gloss or some skill in another field to trust people when we get to know people we know that not always to be the case that the outward you is the same as the inward you yes i, I think um people are, are always searching for hope um and uh, when they see someone that uh, you know is celebrity status or a famous or a liked they hope that that person because of whatever it is they've achieved um, will direct them in the right direction. Now, often that hope is misguided um, because a, an aspiring footballer or an ex-celebrity footballer has no uh, better uh, chance of telling us what supplements to use than anyone else. But, you know, people tend to believe it um, and they're encouraged to believe it because of that celebrity and then um, because of the fact that uh, there is that understanding that this is uh, someone who I could trust. Um, so it's very interesting the way the psychology of trust is is used uh, to sell things yes. um, and, and often to people's detriment. 
Mm. Another interesting angle to this, and I'm sure you're aware of it, uh, Frank, from your coaching, is that um, we all develop uh, views of ourselves, um, very strong personal views over time, and perhaps one of them might be that I'm not very good at something or other. Someone comes along and to boost you, and they may well be authentic. Uh, they can say to you, look, Henry or Frank, um, you're underselling yourself. You're better than you are. But there's an initial rejection of that because it doesn't match our own worldview of ourselves. So Correct. when we're wishing to encourage someone, how do you challenge negative self-perceptions in, when you're encouraging people authentically? It's a really good question, um, because as you know, the construct reality of uh, a perceived limitation is very, very strong. Um, and although people have no evidence uh, for um, that perceived limitation, it's very, very difficult to get them past that. So often um, we might ask um, questions, you know, um, like the, you ask that question called the miracle question, uh, which is if there was a miracle in your life and you be, would, were able to do all of that you wanted to do, what would it be that you wanted to do? Um, or, you know, that uh, observing or identifying some moment in the past where they were successful at something. So often it's uh, having them relate to either something um, that they could achieve if it was a miracle or something in the past where they were successful allows them to contextualise that. And then, as you know, Henry, through, you know, uh, really good listening skills, you can start listening uh, to what is really there in the background. You know, so there are lots of ways um, that uh, you can understand uh, or get to understand people. And, and as you know, telling stories is one of the best ways. Mm. Now, you mentioned the word hope, and it was linked to the um, potential success or otherwise of um, encouragement. What's yes. When you're encouraging someone and keeping in mind the need to keep hope alive, how do you do that in an authentic way that touches the person from the hope angle? You know, um, again, it's where you can contextualise that and either through your own experience and share genuinely about a, a, a moment in your life where may not have been the same but similar where, you know, I, I know how you feel, I've felt that in the past and this is what happened and this is how I worked it out. And when you share from your own experience, um, it allows someone to create hope because they're often thinking, looking at someone like me and going, my God, if that boob uh, can actually get through this and have created something positive, I certainly can. Um, so, you know, when you're able to contextualise your story and you've got really great stories that you can use, um, you know, visual picture words, um, it's a really wonderful way to start um, empowering people with hope. So, you know, if we talk about encouraging someone and we're expressing an affirmation through our conversation 
or it may really be some sort of symbolic representation. You know, it might be a card that you both look at and you both twig that that is really all about courage. Um, but, you know, when the affirmation instills some courage or perseverance or confidence or inspiration, and as we were talking about hope, um, we actually encourage someone so that they can either focus on their challenge or start focusing on their unrealized potential. So, you know, part of the work that we do is what's an affirmation, Henry, that you could develop when you're talking to a person that might instill in them the sense of courage or the sense of perseverance, something about confidence or inspiration or hope. So the good encouragers um, actually have a look in their lives and are able to share authentically about some incident um, where they had to develop courage in the face of something. And it allows someone that glimpse, that glint of possibilities so that they might be able to step into a, a situation and act. Mm, very, 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 very valuable and thought-provoking. Uh, time's away from getting away from us, Frank. A topic that we often bring into this is uh, uh, one of our hobbies, one of our little recreational passions, and that is mm -hmm. football. Um, oh, yes. uh, uh, if, if you're going to encourage our, our um, commitment to the Collingwood Football Club, for example... What hope do you give us in the light of their, the things that are going on there? Well, we could encourage um, through an affirmation uh, the coach to have the courage to pack up and leave um, because he's been <laughs> unsuccessful. <laughs> well, I don't or think he's doing we, that. <laughs> or we could, have, we could uh, be able to mention, um, you know, affirmations about perseverance and Having, you know, one of the things about football is that whilst everyone thinks they're such an individual, it's very universal. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure we could find similarities with the players in the Collingwood Football Club and other players through time periods that have dealt with the same issues as them, but have lifted themselves out of it and become champions or put in champion years. So I think it would be a matter of having those conversations and, you know, affirming um, through our experiences or our experiences observing other champions and how similar they were and what they did to have fabulous years that might instill in those players the inspiration and the perseverance to, you know, really, really put uh, an exceptional year in and who knows what could happen with Collingwood if all of the players did that. Oh, wonderful. Well, as a supporter, you've reinforced my hope and I yes. will continue to barrack for them in 2021. Um, are you joining me in that venture? Oh, tragically, <laughs> I, I must say that I am. I, I keep looking for inspiration every year yes. to go away to another club. But when you, you know, have a look at the roots of Collingwood and the bog, poor Irish Roman Catholic roots, and I think, well, actually, I can, I can actually align with that. Um, 
in some ways that's quite similar to my background. I can't just give them away, Henry, yet. Not quite yet. Oh, well, look, no. look, they say there's something to be said for self-delusion and rationalising <laughs> things. I think yeah. the last two minutes of this, we've done a pretty good job of that and we can go away with renewed hope. But um, seriously, Frank, thank you. That was a very thought-provoking conversation. And yes, authentic encouragement and it, it, it targeting it to the person and, and their particular situation so they can get the maximum benefit from it. Uh, is, a, is a very powerful message. Uh, I thank you. And the last thing I'll draw on, Henry, is in all the research that we've seen, and we've seen quite a lot, where encouragement um, tends to be used the most is in families between parents and kids. And what would it be like if we could just lift the effectiveness of that encouragement um, a percent or two percent or three percent so that kids are actually instilled by their parents to have more courage and perseverance and confidence and, and hope. Absolutely. Couldn't speak more. Frank, Henry, it's been absolutely wonderful. Um, I, I, are we going to get another chat in before the end of yes, the year? Yes, we've got two oh, weeks fabulous. to go, right. so we've got one to go. And I'm oh, that'd sure be lovely. You'll be... Then I won't have to do my homily right now. Not yet, um, not I can, yet. I can thank you, can, you gratefully you can, in two weeks' time. You can practice on it. Make it, uh, make, uh, make it authentic. <laughs> oh, okay, Henry, I'll really work on uh, that. Work hard. Thanks, uh, That was Frank Marinko, um, Empathinker Coaching Services. Uh, great advice and also um, has a great sense of humour, which is so important. We'll take a short break, listeners. Don't go away. 